previously on Fantastic Worlds Podcast. You cheated on your game of cards. He's like, no, I didn't. You cheated. And they start they start getting into a fist fight and punching each other. And I really think Pippa would want to get the vomit off her first. <laughs> his eyes are going to take on a brilliant white glow. And I know his hair is already white from being in this area, but I think it goes even a more pristine white. Feeling pretty confident about what's going to happen, which honestly, now that I say it, means something not good is going to happen. Get out of here as fast as you can. Keep running and don't stop. What what in particular did he do, brother? Pippa is like keeping him distracted. Minette is just like pulling this guy behind her. He just, there's been plenty of wolf blood on his hands and it just makes him feel really good that he doesn't have to murder all the wolves in Irison. Oh, Pippa, thank you. Oh, Pippa. Thank you, Jesus. Pippa. I rolled a natty too. He's like, oh, setting you up as Stilagi. That's an excellent idea. <laughs> Hello, hello, it is Jess here, and uh, I know you just saw me for intro not too long ago, but here I am again. So, a couple things I want to talk about this week. First of all, our Twitch schedule, as usual, Dustin will be playing Mass Effect 2 on Thursday, and I will be playing Yakuza Kiwami on Friday. So, come hang out for that if you can, it's always a lot of fun. Uh, And uh, next I have our weekly shout-out, a review from Daraqua, which says, Great show! I am currently running Reign of Winter and just found the show. Great players, good audio quality, been really enjoying listening to them play. Thank you so much, Daraqua. And if you'd like a shout out of your own, give us a quick review on iTunes or Stitcher or what have you. We appreciate it so much. I seriously, I can't express how much we appreciate it. We really, really love it when you guys uh, give us reviews. So I also want to mention, because it was recently brought up again, that we have a promo code with Die Hard Dice. And this is a super great time to use it because during Pride Month, they are donating 20% of their proceeds to the Trevor Project. Uh, And they are also selling the cutest stickers ever and a hundred percent of the proceeds from those stickers will go to the trevor project so our promo code is worlds traveler all one word once again that's worlds traveler so check them out we're always uh promoing diehard dice (laughs) we can't help it we love them a lot we really believe in it so uh, anyways on with the show here's episode 47 steamy situation so I, I came into a stunning realization this week, and I think many of you have already known this because I've already expressed it. I finished Steven Universe, as you all know. I, oh, I watched all so five good. seasons in two days. Very proud uh, of you. Well done. I don't know how I feel about the idea that I had enough time on my hands to finish five seasons in two days. but eh, They're short. They're short. Yeah. They're short. But they're also 57 episodes in a single season because they it's a full season of half-hour shows, basically. Yeah. Are they even a half hour? I thought they're each epi- like episode is like. Oh, he means minutes. like when you smush all the time together. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand. Sorry, my brain went. 
I finished it and then I came to this epiphany was one, either we have accidentally made a lot of Steven Universe references in our podcast. Oh, they were all on purpose. Or they yeah. were all intentional. <laughs> but see, there's some that I have made and it was not watching Steven Universe. And I'm just like, wait a minute, I was saying something. So that means either you were just parodying us. Yeah. It's in our souls. Channeling it. <laughs> It's in yeah. all of our souls. <laughs> or or maybe it's a little bit I have a Steven Universe like personality and just like That's what I'm saying. It's in your soul. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's it's encoded into your DNA. Yeah. So uh, Axel discovered this interesting thing. So before the podcast, you know the uh scene in Steven Universe that Amethyst is like, Me Torta Yeah. yeah. Which is <laughs> the best line ever. Uh-huh. Fucking so you couldn't oh my God. find just wow. that clip. You could get the whole episode, but you couldn't just get that little clip. Now, if you're just looking for her going, mi torta, it's available. So, I don't know. I am so excited. Thank you. You're welcome, world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, if you just need that little sound bite, you could find it. YouTube. How ha- how did I forget? We really do. And like, that's the funny thing, too, is like, I mean, when you guys mention uh, I picture Garnet when I'm thinking of Manette, I'm like, well, so <laughs> here's the thing, guys. <laughs> when I was making Manette, guess who I was thinking about? Honestly, <laughs> I, when you were describing her, and I was like, so you made Garnet? Yeah. You made like a, a, much more... a tiny, a, a little bit more like sexy Garnet. Happy you, not I happy, know. but like, because it's like Garnet expressive. is very contented and yeah, more expressive Garnet. Yeah. That's who I made. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, you made Garnet, but it ended up being Arthur from Red Dead Redemption. So it really did. Gar- Garther. Garther. <laughs> Garther. Garther. <laughs> She's yeah. a fusion of Garnet and Arthur. <laughs> it's it's really Manette's new nickname. It's really funny because like. I know that we were. You made that history way before you played Red Dead Redemption. I did, yeah. And then me and you had because I've been there every time you've been playing Red Dead Redemption because I've been really enjoying <sighs> the story and and your horse fails and just you know it's our bonding time is when we're it on is. Twitch. It's a bonding time. And uh, and I was sitting there and I went back to reread your story and then I'm just like, holy crap! These they were unintentionally so similar in story. I'm so plots. mad about it. I'm so mad about it because I was like, I did this completely independently, not knowing at all, and it's the same story. It's the same. <laughs> I mean, there's only so many combinations of stories. This one's That's pretty true. unique, though. It was a unique set of circumstances, and it's just weird how much it lines up with like Man- it deviates at some point, but it, does. it, it sure but does. For th- but for the most part, like the back history thing lines up with the Arthur's back history. And it was just hilarious that that, that happened. Um, and also, Jess, you are right. The um, going back to Steven Universe, that video you did with the do it for him or not do it for him. The uh, although that one's good too. The the I one that, that it's one. over. I have watched yeah, that episode. It's over is so good. I have probably watched that episode like thirty times. I just uh, such oh, a I, lonely that's the I watch when I want to make yes. myself cry. Yes, same. Like when you want to cry like a little baby, you uh-huh. watch that episode. When I want to have a gentle cry, I watch Do It For uh, Him. I yeah. actually, you know, I actually know every episode that are Pearl Growth episodes, like mm-hmm. from oh, the yeah. from like the very beginning. I have watched that that set of episodes. Um, the biggest thing I discovered my last rewatch of is the one where uh, he goes to get the cell phone inside Pearl's head. Mm-hmm. is um this is going to become a steven universe chat episode by the way we're not going to do anything else uh is Welcome he to our he new goes, show 
when he goes into the first thing and she's sorting through it, did you notice that she has like five phone numbers now that she has collected? Yeah. 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 And I was like, oh, that's great. She's she's growing. She's getting it. She's getting, yep. she's Get getting it, some. I remember after I saw that episode, I used to have long hair and I wanted to look so much like, um, oh God, what's the episode called? The one that features all the Mike Kroll music, which is actually how I found out about Steven Universe in the first oh, place because uh, I was a big Mike Kroll fan. And then somebody was telling me like, oh, I've heard this song. It was in this episode of Steven Universe. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's <laughs> random and weird. Um, I can't remember the name of the episode. Yeah. But the one where she meets that pink haired girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. On the motorcycle the one she keeps trying to be rebellious and it keeps yes, fucking it up. The first one where she's trying to be rebellious. I was like, that's what I want to look like. And I dyed my hair pink after that. One of the things I didn't realize the first watch through was that, not that I've completely watched through it all, because that would be just horrible if I've watched it through completely that many times, is the that when they regenerate, they come out with different outfits. Like, I don't know yeah. how that didn't, click for me the first time like i didn't yeah, realize I didn't that, that. that either uh by the way i do want to say as a side note that these conversation our conversation things thank you guys for putting up with them every week so it's not putting up with it we're here having fun talk chat we're hanging like out pals. i know, I know. Yeah, i'll talk I know, to you I about anime and cartoons until i'm blue in the face yes um, yeah, happily every time all day every day epsilon never had any shortage of dignitaries from other countries this would be a first. Irison was coming to town. The murmurs of their visit elicited excitement from all around. Queen Elvana rarely ever left the palace in White Throne. That had recently changed as she had been visiting with the rulers of all the countries of the Inner Sea. Rumor had it she was looking to open trade routes into Irison. This, of course, had excited many because Irison was a land of untold mystery. Who knows what new wonders Irison might introduce to the fair city of Absalon. The buzz and excitement of the mystical lands of Irisin all but drowned the country's dark history. Maybe Irisin was ready for change. Young Odessa Granade, no more than eight years old, peaked with excitement when she heard the news. The envoy from Irisin would be visiting the city today. She looked in her closet and pulled out her finest wares. She couldn't wait to see the interesting people that would be escorting Queen Elvada into the city. It was supposed to be a huge event, and word spread that it took three large ships to hold them all. Odessa bound down the stairs into the living room where her dad sat reading a book. Odessa looked at her dad. He seemed more sullen, almost darker than she had ever seen him. Why are you dressed so nicely, my daughter? Odessa looked up to him a little confused. An envoy's coming, Dad. We always go and watch them. Victor looked away, not being able to look his daughter in the eyes. We will not be going to this one. But Dad, we always go. Odessa shrinking down a little bit, small tears forming at the corners of her eyes. Not today, he replies, withdrawn and sullen. But I said not today. As if realizing instantly what he had done, Victor turns to his daughter. He sees the shock and fear in Odessa's face responding to his raised voice. The tears now running down her cheek and under her chin, Odessa opens her mouth as if to speak, but instead runs upstairs sobbing the whole way. Victor cringes as the door slams, and he starts to get up. The need to console her, to make her feel better, was strong in him. But he slumps back in the chair. Not today. Today he doesn't have the strength. In your youth, Odessa, you mostly have fond memories of your dad. But one time, and only this one time, has your dad ever raised his voice to you. And looking at the wanted sign on the wall, it comes into view as to why. 
Damn. I forgot about that. I hadn't. I'd been thinking about it all week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sure makes sense. (laughs) So so what's Odessa thinking? I, as I said, I've been thinking about it all week, and I can't come up with anything, which makes me think that she's probably just kind of in shock and is just trying to process the information of remembering her father getting really upset the day that the envoy was there from Irison and realizing that they're for sure now that he was keeping secrets from her, which wasn't their dynamic at all. He told her everything. She told him everything. They were best friends. Like anytime something exciting happened, she'd go tell him no matter like if she thought it was going to get her in trouble or not. Like she just did. And he never, he always was really honest with her about everything. So this now whole concept that there was this whole other part of her dad that she literally doesn't know anything about is upsetting to say the least. Do any of the rest of you guys notice her like looking at this piece of paper on the wall? Oh, of course. I don't think Pippa does just because she's too busy like having saucer moon eyes like looking around like wow (laughs) we're here what like it has his full name on it right the wanted sign yeah Yeah. Mm mm-hmm yeah, Manette totally notices that. She's not saying anything right now because she just kind of like touches Odessa's shoulder and like gives her a look. Odessa's, she is just staring. She isn't, I think she's registered that someone is touching her, but I, I just don't think any sort of extra like sensory input has really crossed, like registered. So yeah, I, I, I think you would have to kind of like say something to get her to like pull out of it I think she doesn't right now like she doesn't feel like it's safe to say something so instead she just like snatches the poster off the wall and folds it up and hands it to Odessa (laughs) she kind of shakes her head and oh um yeah and just kind of puts it in her pocket and just kind of has that kind of glassy look to her face and you can you can just see the wheels starting to turn as she's like trying to understand what's happening does Abraxas notice anything uh, he is he's on kind of high alert so if they're lingering there for long enough again he's still he's pretty excited that he's close to home and he's basically surrounded by people that look like his family um, but at the same time, they're in the middle of a dangerous, you know, enemy territory. So if they're hanging out there for too long, he'll approach. So if they're just starting to have some movement, he's going to approach. Sniffing around. <laughs> what's going on? What, what's going on? Is there danger? Um, no, I, I don't think I don't think so. No, it's I'm uh, I'm fine. Let's talk about this when we're. In private. <laughs> uh, and actually, it's kind of funny at Brexit you mentioned that because Ringer senses that same thing and he comes up to you and goes, The Winter Guard will look at us, uh, look into us a little bit. If we stand too long in one area, we must keep moving. Uh, yeah. No, <clears throat> yeah, that totally. Sorry, that makes sense. Uh, sorry. 
So you guys begin walking through the city, and you know what's really weird about it? I think the thing you're most taken back about is maybe it is a little... There's a lot more soldier, like, a lot more guards everywhere placed, but for the most part, it is a very beautiful city. Um, it's very well manicured, everything in its place, everything is prim and proper in the right way. You've been to a lot of cities, you know, especially a lot of free cities, and a lot of free cities are not this clean. You know, there are, there's... There's peasants in the street and stuff like that. You do not see any of that here. Um, yeah, points in the plus column for dictatorships. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. As you begin to walk into the city, Ringer begins to tell you about White Throne. The city of White Throne is the capital of both Yarasin and the province of Thronehold. Situated on the northern shore of Glacier Lake, Queen Elvana's eldest daughter, Princess Cassiosh, rules White Throne. With Elvana being busy from what I am guessing... Uh, on our conversations focused on the spread of eternal winter over all of Galarian, Cassiosh is currently running most of Irisin in her mother's stead. Martial law has been declared in the city, making it even more dangerous than usual for foreigners to venture outside of the relatively safe merchant's quarter. Patrols of Elvana's Miramend and Winter Guard are everywhere. Nevertheless, trade must go on, and with those papers you have, you should be able to get through most of the city relatively unscathed although i do ask to keep a low profile as not to attract attention Odessa so eyes pippa like do you hear that low if you are about okay. to make a joke about my size my usual size i will kindly thank you i'll cut you to can it <laughs> low profile <laughs> yeah no i got it i get it i know we're Minette, Let's Minette move squats. on. Minette squats down. <laughs> oh, I just got it. <laughs> That's Low. clever. Odessa, like, you all, brings y'all her hand too... from her height and just, like, continues to lower it down. Is like, low. <laughs> he escorts you through the marketplace. Uh, Pippa's miffed as hell while this is happening. <laughs> Braxis will lean over and like, they don't really truly understand how wonderful the view is when you're closer to the ground. I'm so glad, like, this is my first time actually spending a lot of time with someone who gets it in a long time. <laughs> you just see so much from down here. They're too tall. Yeah, they don't, they don't get it. Hey, Head in the clouds nonsense. Hey, Peppa, can, can, you see, can you see the top of that building over there? I can see the top of that building over there. I can see can it. Can you see the Odessa. roof? <laughs> I know it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, can we all agree that we're all weird heights and it's fine? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> he escorts you through the marketplace and you see this oddly forested area within the marketplace. It's not like normal. Like you can tell everything here is clean lines, clean placement, clean, you know, mathematically perfect uh, in many ways. But that and nowhere is like this forest that has sprouted out of the ground. It seems like almost you know, Ooh. oddly. And what's even weird is you see like the equivalent of like, you know, police tape off only it's probably just rope around there. And like, there's guards all the way around it. Hmm. Oh no. Hey. Braxis will, hey, Braxis. I think I unconsciously think veers lightly in that direction without realizing it before um, kind of stepping closer to the group again, but he's definitely going to take a big old sniff. I wonder, I wonder what's going on over there. I think your friends were here. Uh, you get that, you smell fey distinctly coming out of that forest and like almost a magical smell. Like I would say it's so imbued with magic in that area that you just smell the magic. Mm. 
I smell magic. Uh, Pippa asks Ringer, like, what can you tell us about just the random woods in the middle of the town square? He's like, oh, that's that's where Baba Yaga's hut is. Uh, when oh. Elvana captured it, she tied it oh. down with chains and on display in the market square to... It's a warning that Baba Yaga has come to her end. And this forest started spreading out around all around her hut. Her hut is chained down, but that doesn't mean that the land around her is not returning back to its natural state. All right. That forest is thick with fae. Oh, I hate that. He kind of escorts you guys. He goes, let's, let's keep moving. The, we don't want the guards to notice. You guys continue walking down the way, and all of a sudden you hear this roar in the sky, and you look up to see a white dragon launch itself out of a large clock tower across town and dive into the city with, like, breathing ice at something. I think Odessa's half excited, half, like, just not into there being a dragon here. (laughs) Brax is going to do that thing in the movies where people from the past come to the future and they freak out when they see a car. (laughs) A dragon. A dragon. What do we do? So I I think I think probably all you guys are looking that way. Maybe your jaw drops a little bit because it's it's definitely a young dragon. It's not like an old old dragon. Ringir speaks up. Lagrovich, Queen Elvana asked him to help keep the people of White Throne in check. In turn, she gave him the clock tower to make his home. Oh my god! So I know that like Pippa is probably not about this, but like as Abby. This is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) A dragon enforcer for a badass evil witch who lives in a clock tower. I'm into it. In character, terrified of a dragon. Nothing sparks joy about this. It's just Abby who I fucking, I love an evil witch and I love a dragon. And if you combine the two of them, Hmm. I get real happy. That's kind (laughs) of horny for that dragon. To kill it. Oh, to kill really? it, I mean. Manette's into it. <laughs> the, the kind of Adessa, horny where you want to kill something. <laughs> Adessa really just doesn't want to be a part of it. She just she doesn't want that to be a part of her life. She just wants to carry on and never having met another dragon after the dragon construct that was just a nightmare. Yeah, a I can totally side. see like our characters being really like... Mm. Like, we, we've already fought. It wasn't even a real dragon, and it was scary and intimidating and awful enough. <laughs> Manette has a secret Except for apparently Manette. Yeah, that's, like, a little bit thrilled by, like, crazy shit. Like, taking down crazy things <laughs> and, like, fighting crazy things head on. I mean, we've already talked about the fact that she's a little bit reckless. She used to think she was going to, like, have to martyr herself for this and, like... She, she has, there's just a very small piece of her heart that's like, dang, but if I kill that dragon, though, that would be pretty sweet, huh? <laughs> How good would that I, be? I remember when uh, Abraxas did that major hit on the, the, the dragon construct, he was he was empowered because he's like, this is like his people. Olfans kill. Well, the Lenorums. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Lenorum. White dragons, we but the Lenorums, that- yeah. I mean, wouldn't you say there's a little bit in the back of your mind? You're like, yes. Yes. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, Looking that's at how each other the like... king's ascend is <laughs> killing the uh, Lenorums. I think you guys are sitting there staring for a second, and Ringer, once again, is kind of pushing you guys along. Uh, so Ringer escorts you. There's just too much to look at in this city. <laughs> well, it gets, even, it gets even better than worse. 
gets even better than this. Um, so in the uh, in San Francisco, there is a place called the Gold Coast, or I think it's called the Golden Coast, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's the part of town where all the old mansions of San Francisco are. These are mansions built back in the like 1920s, 30s. It's a beautiful area to walk through, and I love walking through it. And it overlooks the bay, and. That's kind of what you guys walk into. You walk into these old style mansions. Uh, Ringer's escorting you through. There's there's lanterns, like lamp posts, all throughout the city. They're not lit by candles. They're all magically lit. That's how fancy this place Ooh, is. Okay. Uh, and you continue to walk through this house, and then uh, you see Ringer escort you to a small communal bathhouse. He goes oh. in and has you guys come in, and uh, he gives a knowing nod to the late the, the attendant, and then takes you downstairs <laughs> into a subterranean service tunnel connecting to many nearby bathhouses. Uh, then finally, he escorts you to a small hidden door. He activates the door, and you guys all go through. As he closes it behind you, uh, you see a small shrine. Uh, who has really good knowledge religion? Me. Of course, I want to roll that. Uh, to me, might be the paladin. <laughs> Mayhaps. I don't the know. Paladin. So, what did you get on your knowledge religion? Twenty-eight. Okay, yeah, without any doubt, you you almost feel it. I think you have a kinship with this god. I think Kepri does. Uh, it's the it's the god Milani. Oh yeah, the uh, Yeah, Milani is all about freedom and and all the uprisings. things around freedom. So it's about uprisings, about fighting as uh, power to the people. Manette almost. Even more so, if she had been raised to worship Milani, it almost would make more sense than Kepri, honestly. <laughs> if she if she didn't love Kepri so much, she probably would have sw- switched to Milani. But like, considering she has like a literal tattoo, that, a birth tattoo of Kepri, it's kind of hard to sit there and go, "Bye, Kepri." <laughs> Nobody talks about Milani in Osirian. Uh Ringer speaks up once again. Uh, this was created long ago by druid members of the Heralds of Summer's Return. Uh, the Shrine of the Everbloon occupies a se- the secret underground sublevel beneath the Hidden Gardens, mm-hmm. heated by the hot springs of the Flows Above. Uh, the Flows Above, by the way, is the name of the district where all the rich mansions are. The Shrine itself is not very big, but there is enough space for up to a dozen people, usually occupied by fugitives that I help escort out. The heralds help help with the smuggling to make sure that the families are safe until they're they're able to leave, or on occasion needing to smuggle people in, such as yourselves. You also notice that there is a distinct lack of mirrors in this place, and if you have some in your bags, please do not bring them out. I don't think any of us own any of those anymore. No, I'm I'm pretty sure. Unfortunately, all of my mirrors have been smashed. Abraxas and Adessa exchange a look and are just like, what? (laughs) Hmm? Wait, that wasn't us. (laughs) Definitely, definitely wasn't us. We just safer, safer this way. It's fine. Just, I just never know what my hair looks like anymore. But it's your hair always looks amazing. You don't need to constantly check it in here. If it looks bad, I'll let you know. Can I use you? You can use me. I'll be your mirror. You can look. She'll sketch you every morning. I'll watch. I'll, I'll oh yeah, I'll just in. like buff up. I'll buff up Manette's <laughs> armor. Like anytime we need to check my hair. <laughs> so is it steamy in here? That yeah, house. it's actually. It kind of. You guys are having a lot of feelings of like when you went to um, 
the pale tower and you had that secret room that oh god okay that's it's terrible at, well it's not as hot but it, it, here actually i'm thinking it's a nice warmth like adessa you probably really enjoy it in here oh okay so it's not like super humid it's just like it's i would damp? say it's slightly i would say it's like slightly humid but not like uncomfortable humid yes. yeah so as ringer's <laughs> explaining the lack of mirrors and this uh, yes you're in a bathhouse and what it is is the pipes are keeping the the corridors warm this underground thing but i it's not super humid it's actually very pleasant for an underground secret hideout you know i still say it's too warm in here Adessa's enjoying it but does wish there were windows <laughs> As you guys are kind of looking around as he's explaining the place to you, you hear in the back showing some people around, Ringer. Uh, and it said almost kind of with a chuckle. Uh, you turn around to see a tall, fit woman with honey blonde hair and fair skin. She has bright blue eyes and an easy smile. You feel instantly welcomed by that smile as if someone you could approach with ease. Ringer introduces and goes, This is Salvik. She's one of the leaders of the Heralds of Summer's Return. Uh, and he chuckles. He's, he, he's, you should hear her story. It's an inspirational one. Uh, he smiles mischievously at Solvig, and she kind of rolls her eyes back. Uh, <laughs> why do you always tell newcomers to ask me my story? She sounds, she's like she's like amused, annoyed. Uh, Abraxas will just do a very curt, um, you know, bow. Uh, greetings, a pleasure, uh, Abraxas. He'll run her, the druid of the Kodar Mountains. Oh, the Kodas. He looks off in the distance. He's actually not that <laughs> Very far nice. from here. I think Adessa's just still kind of... She probably still has that piece of paper in her pocket, and she's like, but it's in her hand, and I think she's just not functional. So if everyone starts to introduce themselves, she'll probably start be like, oh, shit, it's my turn. But, like, that's where she's at. If Brexus noticed nobody's speaking up, he's going to feel comfortable that he kind of did what he needed to and he's actually going to kind of go behind uh, the group and take his shoes off and his um, cloak because it's warm in here for him. I think Manette would have already introduced herself. She was like, yeah, hello, I'm Manette. <laughs> nice to meet you. Pippa's like trying not to give into her reflex of lying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, Pippa. I'm Pippa Loxley. I'm from Taldor. You wouldn't know about it. I'm a princess there. Mm-hmm. We, I, no, she's not. Odessa like just kind of jerks her head. And she's like, "Really? Real? Oh my! Okay, she's not a prince. She's Re- not. I knew it. Reflex. It's reflex. It's a stranger. Right. Yeah, Brax has totally bought it. So now it's canon in his mind. <laughs> so Solveig looks at you. It kind of like she's like, "Well, pleasant to meet you, Princess uh, Pippa." And she holds out her hand. Thank not, you. she's not. Listen. <laughs> oh my! Odessa just like groans. No, don't feed into that. What? It's fine. You know what? It's fine. Just go with it. She kind of laughs and she's like, "We're all princesses in our hearts." Mm, oh, no, God. not me. No, opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a difference between in your heart and the real thing. But no, all not right. in heart, not in real life. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Bless you. She, she actually, she actually was being very sarcastic when she said that. Oh, perfect. Uh, Minette likes her. Minette will remember that. Oh, although Odessa introduces herself and just said, "Um, my name is Odessa," and then just like doesn't give her last name because now she's nervous about it. <laughs> None of us did. 
It's fine. <laughs> None of us gave our last names. I, I gave my last oh, name. Well, well, except you it was the last one before her, and then she was like, shoot, it's because I'm a goddamn princess. So <laughs> She's like, uh, a beauty such as yours, it's a pleasure, and she kisses your hand. Odessa's uh, 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 into uh, uh, it. Odessa's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, we're doing this. Thanks. Pippa's just craning her neck up at the exchange, and like if she catches Odessa's eye at all, she's gonna wink at her. <laughs> I, I, th- I think as against her, like n- even though Manette's there, I think she blushes and she's just like trying to be like, "This is weird," but she's like trying to be okay with it. Odessa's basically a hot mess right now. She's not having a good day. <laughs> she's had a bad week. <laughs> She's, she's not a having a good month. day, and considering she's had a ba- month of bad days, this is, like, particularly a high point of bad. Yeah. Yep. And now she's like, and now this random stranger is telling me I'm hot. This is awkward. Also, the person I'm kind of seeing is over there, so it's incredibly awkward. Yeah, but No one else weirdly, in the room knows we're seeing each other, so it's super it, awkward. I mean, Pippa totally knows, and Manette knows she knows. I mean, so she's like... Pippa totally knows. Uh, but Odessa like, is not acknowledging that Pippa knows. Oh yeah, no, but Manette is and Manette gives Pippa a look and then like touches Odessa's shoulder and then looks at like, what's her head? She's already <laughs> forgotten her name. Solvik. <laughs> it's not important. Unimportant. <laughs> Thank you. Very little. And uh, she just touches Man- uh, Odessa's shoulder and she's like, alright. So we're all introduced, I see. She's, like, feeling weird about this, too, because she's not prone to jealousy, but she's, like, suddenly feeling it for probably one of the first times in her life. Like, wait a minute. This is not cool, actually. <laughs> what is this feeling that I have? What am I feeling right now? <laughs> Odessa, like, feels your hand on her shoulder and, like, kind of is like, oh, yep. And then, like, takes her hand back really fast and, like, folds her hands in front of her and is like, yep, yep. And then, like, takes a step back into you a little bit. (laughs) 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 Takes a step back and doesn't realize that how close a death uh, Manette is and actually, like, falls and, like, they they fall down in the process. No, no. (laughs) that isn't what happens. It's just, like, a really close contact thing. Yeah, just standing very close. (laughs) And then remembers that she's supposed to be pretending that they're not seeing each other and then, like, so, like, goes back into Manette and then is like, shit, and then, like, takes a step to the side. (laughs) It's like a weird L-shape movement. (laughs) So you all have this moment of, or, well, you two have this moment of clumsiness and there's a lot lot of fumbling around and, uh, so, like, (laughs) uh, what an interesting group of friends you have brought me here, Ringer. What brings you to uh, our lovely accommodations down here? <laughs> oh, Odessa just starts hysterically laughing. Okay, that's okay, Odessa. Uh, <laughs> Pippa, why don't you take that one away again? <laughs> one more again. <laughs> Odessa just keeps saying, find accommodations down here. That's fine. <laughs> Quite a lot going on. Uh, Perhaps we can regale you with a tale over a table of uh, sumptuous sweets and meats. An idea. I don't know, y'all. I don't think I told it especially well the last time. Okay, fine. I've got this. So we were in this place (laughs) that was... We were in Taldor, right? That's where we were. And we've been so many places, I forgot. Oh, I've heard of you guys, actually. Your, Your... Your tails have actually come through here. You're, oh, that's not uh, good. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Well, uh, we were kind of hoping to keep that a little bit more 
uh, you well, know, I think incognito like or on the down low or whatever. In, like they called you the like team team sandwich. Oh team, no, that's close. What? <laughs> oh no, team, really? That's what they're calling us? Team torta? Was it team torta? Well, that's not. That's not what I was nope, hoping. Not at all. That's a, I mean, that that's a delicious bar. regional dish. <laughs> Are you sure they're not <laughs> calling us something classier? More more awesome sounding? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm pretty sure it was like you guys have been traveling through eating all the food everywhere you go. I'm pretty sure it's the well, tale I've been hearing. There was a time when we were doing the exact opposite, so I don't know. Well, I don't know why that would be our name after one offhanded comment about a sandwich. She cast like an askance look at Abraxas. Abraxas has been eating things that aren't food, actually. Well, not food to us. So I mean, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't be? Wouldn't like the Fey Eaters or something be a much cooler the name? Gobblers. She's like, yeah, yeah, it would, but no, I'm pretty. Wouldn't wouldn't Feybane be like a good band name I, for our little party? She, she's like, yeah, that that would, would probably invoke fear, depending on what you guys are doing. But I'm pretty sure it was Team Torta, a group of taste testers that have been making their way through Irison. Oh, hey, that's Bye. actually a pretty good cover Bye story, though. So I'm into sting. it. This works in our favor. This works in our oh, favor. I oh, just there was one other thing. Oh yeah, they kill everything in their path. Oh, that, that doesn't that work doesn't. as good. That's more right. That's yeah, like it. That's good. that's more. That's more. Praxis, this is your fault. I, from what it's we not do. his fault. <laughs> eh, just a, the puff, name. Puff, just a little bite here and there. I don't. I don't which think one of you guys excessive. had? What, which one of you guys had? I, I think I heard it was called the murder stick. Mmm. That's. Uh, <clears throat> would we call it a murder? A murder it's stick? definitely. I think. I think Pippa was calling it a boomstick. I do prefer that term. It, I was. I because it makes very it's loud. Very loud. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're glad. We're glad to have you because you know. Yeah, you've been killing things, but they're all the things we don't like. So welcome to the Herald of Summer Return. I this think. Is the weirdest well, meeting. Thank I've you ever had. so much. <laughs> <laughs> Adessa remembers that she can drink and it's just like, oh, yep, yeah, cheers. <laughs> and it's like, if I pretend like this Gross. is good, <laughs> it's uh, she's good. Like, she's like, well, let's get you guys' rooms and then we can. Uh, Wait, we'll, is this we'll not up. our room? Is there real rooms down here? Yeah, there's real rooms. Oh, I am less upset about being underground. <laughs> she uh, she escorts each of you and. Uh, she takes you down this hallway, and there's there's four rooms, and uh, one is the pink room, one is the yellow room, one is the blue room, and one is the orange room. I call the pink Dave's room. On the pink room. No, I'm oh, I'll fight you. <laughs> uh, I'd like yellow. Wink. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be in pink, but uh, Abraxas escorts you to the blue room, and that leaves the orange room for Pippa. Oh, nope. Wow. Pippa immediately is just like Abraxas. Would you switch oh, with well, me? Of course. Anything for Excellent. royalty. <laughs> oh my god, why are you guys Honey, like this? <laughs> oh, I love us. Honey, I just... She like lays a hand on his knee like, you are so sweet. <laughs> Pippa, I love you, but we're gonna I'm buy never you a gonna call you a princess. big meat pie later. <laughs> <laughs> and then realized that she was like, said the L word and was like, I mean, uh, you know what, fine, whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> just like goes in the pink room. It's too late. <laughs> it's out there. You said it. Pippa's like yelling nope, this. No, no, I don't. What's that? I'm sorry. Jim's malfunctioning. I can't hear you. 
<laughs> You're like turning down Jim like a little dial. She throws him into the bedroom so she he can't hear anything. Literally just chucks him across the room and is like, he'll be fine. And he's like gesturing like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> Excuse me. I must he's doing him. the old man like the old man fist at you. Fist. <laughs> uh, well, you guys all get there. Uh, you get a chance to... Um, She's like, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, meet for dinner in a few hours. Um, until then, uh, help yourself to settle in here. You guys can be here for as long as you need and welcome. Uh, and the bathhouse, you're more than welcome to use if you need, want to take a bath uh, and freshen up. Because I know traveling probably... Well, I, I've traveled quite a bit in my time as well. So I I understand if you, you would need to... But it feels like to have a hot bath after a long travel. Uh, she kind of looks over at Odessa oh, for a second. Absolutely. Uh, and then... Uh, Ooh. Fuck off. <laughs> looks at, wait, did, who, she looks at who? Me? You. Oh, God. <laughs> this is getting awkward. She's, she's, laying, she's laying it on. Odessa's entire face is as pink as her, her hair, and she's just like, I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> she shows you the key that has, like, the room number on it. I should have made her an elf just to make it, like, Oh, no, that would have been so bad. You know what? No one's better than Manette, so I'm just saying. <gasps> no, nope, she totally, it. she's totally agrees with that, but she is uncomfortable because she's like, so I'm seeing this person, but this person's Fine. hitting on me, but I can't necessarily say no because everyone else in this room doesn't know that we're seeing each other, and I am infamously into sleeping with everyone. So go ahead and try it. Go ahead and Shit. try it, lady. <laughs> I think that Pippa is going to be especially because she does. She totally knows. Oh, she knows. totally does. And so she's going to fuck with Odessa a little bit and just and like just kind of be nudging her and like winking <laughs> and like kind of like shuffling her off towards that bath. Like just kind of like, yeah, no, a bath sounds real nice. Uh, uh, yeah, ma- it does. Maybe later. I think I'm going to. How how many are available? Is it is it just four? Meanwhile, you see Manette walking by with like one of those long brushes and her her wooden ducky and like a towel over her shoulder, and she just walks right by. Like she, <laughs> she's gone past the phase of being jealous and is now like, why was I even thinking about it? I'm the hottest thing in the on the planet. <laughs> like, like basically, Odessa just like watches her leave confidence. and is like, yeah, actually, yeah, I can, I can, I could take a bath right now. Wonderful. Are, are you uh, wait? Are you going to what's going on? I unfortunately don't have time to take. Oh, a that's perfect. Right now. Maybe. Yep. Nope. Nope. You're, you're fine. Go do your thing. <laughs> Realizes she this was awkward and was like, "Fuck! I made it worse." <laughs> she she kind of gives like a bow and like goes off, and so you guys have this uh, time to go freshen up, so to speak. So I think some of you maybe take part in the bathhouse and part of you and probably settle down. Maybe unpack some clothes. We've established. That Odessa is not an unpacker. Pippa is totally an unpacker. So mm-hmm. uh, very neat and packing. But bath first, I think. Yes, because she is a lady of creature comforts, if nothing else. Yes, and these are <laughs> the probably you have been to a lot of fancy bathhouses in your time, Pippa. Um, I think always cavorting with the rich and famous, you have gotten to see a lot of these public bathhouses. This is mm-hmm. something that blows those out of the water, like. You see, like, diamond-encrusted, like, uh, wall the all the way up of these, like, blue diamonds. And the p- there's this different temperatures, and there's these pools that swim down into other pools. And Oh, my God. This reminds me of, like, the prefix bathroom in here. Yeah. Like, 
You're going to get like different kinds of foam. There's actually different color waters that do different things. They have different minerals in them. And uh, and there's... I want to go to there. And there's bands. There's a band. I want to go to there. There's instrumental bands playing music in the background. Um, Yeah, that's basically these bathhouses. Oh my God. Pippa is in pig heaven. She literally forgets about everything else. <laughs> she is going to soak in there until an unreasonable. She's going to soak in there until someone makes her leave. And what's what's <laughs> great about it is because it's steam. They're steaming in there. Nobody necessarily can see anybody, but you can hear conversations. And I think if you weren't, you didn't have this higher mission or this higher order. You're like these are totally people I could sit in here and pick up on who to con and who not to con and who to trick. Mm-hmm. Like this would be the perfect place for you to start any number of cons. I think that, like, Pippa's kind of unconsciously already doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's just kind of sitting back and enjoying, like, the different different kinds of mineral water. Maybe changing pools a couple times just for fun. And kind of, like, listening in on other people's conversations. So the pool houses are uh, set into three different areas. There's the male and the female side, and then there's the co-ed side. So, uh, and what you can do if you want is at the top there's actually slides that slide into the main co-ed area and and yes, there's <laughs> it's absolutely let's do that <laughs> so uh so you two so you're taking a bath uh Odessa and Minette are taking a bath of Braxis do you do you want to bathe in the bathhouse why not I think you particularly enjoy the slides and I think it maybe at one point you even turn into a wolf and go down the slide oh, as a wolf. Sli- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Is there any of the pools that are actually cooler? Do they have like a glacial? Yeah, there's, there's, they actually, they, they, because the people of Irisin are the rich of Irisin, believe in like jumping into the cold water and then into the hot water that they, yeah, uh, they do the anti-fragility. Yeah, thing. they do anti-fragility. <laughs> uh, so there's one that's like glacier cold water and oh, then there's one that, there's the one that's like the room temperature water and then there's the one that's the, Feel like you're boiling alive, but not quite wetter. Oh, um, he's gonna—he's just gonna stay in the glacial one. That like that's gonna be his jam. He's gonna—he's not an unpacker. He just dumps all his shit on the bed, uh, tosses everything off except for like a loincloth, and then heads on over. Cannonball, cannonball. Uh, I, nice. I think at one point you're sitting there, kind of on the edge, maybe near the next to the, the the room temperature water, and maybe maybe you guys are all occasionally talking to each other at one point you see this little wooden duck float past you and then Ooh. Manette, Manette what do you call it? what's the name <laughs> of your wooden duck there Manette my duck's name is Corbin and I call him Corby you see Corbin <laughs> the wooden ducky float by and then Manette's like where's Corbin where's Corbin and she's running around looking all for him and I think maybe Abraxas points out to him and says there's Corbin and stuff and she's all relieved <laughs> he's going down get, slides and shit and I'm like swimming there. after him they get better still just turn into a wolf and just start lapping up the water. <laughs> oh god. Turn into a man, you, jump back in. You hear you see a waiter holding a towel behind the, because he passes out the towels and he's like, mm-hmm, and he points to the sign that says no drinking the water. <laughs> you know you know they made that sign just for the wolves of Harrison. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stuffy. Upper crust. Absolutely. So I think after a while you guys are able to go back, you sneak in through the the, the door. Um, and when you come back, there's a giant, there's a table set up for all of you, and there are ringers there, and uh, Solvig is there, and maybe like one or two other people. Is there any uh, druids there? I mean, I know we're kind of sparse and or rare and spread out. Do they have uh, any? Just she says, she says, she's, she was like, the druids, uh, we haven't actually seen any druids in the city lately. Uh, they, they've been pretty heavily targeted. 
uh, with the martial law, so so we, they've been staying away. But normally, yes, we usually have two or three. Hopefully, they will return soon. Is everyone staying here affiliated with the Heralds? Yes. Uh, well, well, like I said, occasionally families come through. Um, I my parents were actually two people. Me when I was a little kid, they were escorted. Uh, we were escorted out of the city into the land of the Norm Kings. Um, because of the Heralds of Summer's Return. The Summer's Return. Is that the story that Ringer was talking about earlier? Well, yes, it's a part of it. I, I don't know why he always wants to tell the story, but you know, basically, it was just. I guess I've always felt beholden to the the Heralds of the Summer's Return because of that. Um, I, I as a small kid, and when I grew up, I I didn't really fit in with the orphans um, because I grew up in Irison, so. Always felt out of place and ended up traveling the lands and ended up in Cheliax, um, trying oh. to inspire justice and trying to free the people um, of their chains. And uh, as I was doing that, uh, some people introduced me to the Church of Milani, and I was so, so impressed that I, I joined their ranks immediately and spent a good portion of my life down there, recklessly trying to, to inspire and to try to change the lords that were there and try to change the country there. But but I was a little too brash and a little too public and eventually a friend encouraged me to, to leave so I wouldn't get arrested and taken and eventually I ended up back here in Eris and, you know, helping here and trying to do what's right. <laughs> I feel like Odessa is like looking at Manette and then looking at her and then looking at Manette and looking at her kind of like squinted eyes and is like, Minette is feeling such strong kinship with this person. She's like, I mean, basically, she didn't get to that point where she was too public because she's always been weirdly sly for the kind of person she, you know, like, paladins aren't supposed to be liars. Like, specifically, it says you can't lie when you're a paladin. Paladins aren't supposed to be, like, sneak thieves or, you know, like, oper- like, like low-key operatives. Uh, but that's what she ended up doing. And even before she ended up doing that kind of thing, she was more careful in her operations in Osirian. Like, the first time she killed s- some corrupt guards, she was 14 years old, and she left pretty much, like, right after that so that she wouldn't be you know (laughs) like she wouldn't become more public and more like obvious in her ways so she's looking at this person and thinking like we have a very similar way of thinking and doing things and is feeling like really strong kinship with her um i think she brings that up even she's like you know i i feel like we (laughs) our gods have a lot in common i've i've read about milani i've studied her i think Kepri has a lot of similar ideas. I don't know uh, if you know much about my god. <laughs> She's like, I've heard of Kepri. Uh, Milani is... Milani and Caden, I have heard talk quite a bit about Kepri. Uh, he's he's a little bit of a... He likes to play tricks on him occasionally, <laughs> as the stories go. And so they, they always joke about it, because it's all gone in good, good faith. It's all done in fun, but... Uh, he is quite a little trickster, although we do share a lot of uh, a lot of familiar causes. Agreed. Wait, did she say Milani and Caden? 
Uh, yeah. Milani, yeah, Milani and Caden are like friends. Yeah, in my world, all the gods have like their own little world that they all like do things with. They where they meet. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> so, so, so you know, there's a lot of. It's kind of like a high school. It's God High School. Yes, it's uh, the Herald. So anyway, uh, she she kind of she kind of blushes a little bit. Like she doesn't like talking about herself. Like like I said, I, her story for some inspires some. So she she gives it because she knows she has to but you can tell it's not her favorite thing to do mm-hmm. after a while she's like i traded my bold and brash phase for something a little more low profile now uh i need to i need to keep the people here safe and so we do we keep as low a profile as possible and make sure not to attract attention she's like uh ringer kind of filled me in on your story uh so you guys are looking to get to baba yaga's hut here that is correct She's like, well, why why do you seek out the Baba Yaga's hut is a, a big and powerful uh, artifact of our society. Why would you seek it out? Because we Can have I qui- to. I mean, it's not exactly something we're trying to do on purpose. Can I like quickly <laughs> sense motive on her just in case, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I rolled a 24. Uh, I think with a 24, you basically you get what you would be doing in her position. Uh, is mm-hmm. trying to assess whether you guys are ultimately here to do help or help to cause problems. Because she, in her years, has experienced a lot of people who have come to do good. But either they're doing it because they have an ego the size of a, ho- a house. Or they 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 think they're doing something good. But what they end up doing is just raising hell and causing ha- making more harm. Yeah. And she wants to make sure she's ultimately out to protect the Heralds of Summer's return in white throne and help keep grow it to eventually the point that maybe she can they can remove the witches altogether so she wants to make sure that you're not somebody who's gonna cause harm to that i think adessa probably unbuttoned because she she's oh she's got like the kind of shirt that like has buttons on the cuffs so she probably like unbuttons it rolls down her shirt so she can show her like snowflake and like holds Mm -hmm. it up and shows it to her and says well the black knight that died in front of us gave us this to bring Baba Yaga here to get rid of Elvana, and since this cool little snowflake tells us we have to, we're doing it. It's our our will has been somewhat co-opted. But I mean, like it's and it seems what we're doing now. Like the right thing to do. Yeah, Minette <laughs> is like very nervous about the way we're talking about this. Like I think because she sensed in in the woman like that she's worried about this kind of thing. Like. That we also we think this is the right way for things to go. We need regardless of, of what we think of Baba Yaga, of what we know of her we know very little but I think no matter what these portals need to be stopped Elvana needs to be stopped we can't let the situation get any further and so we're here to but we dampen also- the chaos we also don't want to lie to you about who is currently running our end of the show. Yes. But I want to assure you our intentions, my intention is always help those who need it most. Help those who are most at risk from these these challenges. She kind of, this is the first time you haven't, like she is always smiling. You, you tell, I think, um, you know, there's those people who smile all the time, even through bad stuff, because that's all they can do. That's just how they, they deal with stuff as they always. This is, but, you know, this is the first time you've seen her smile drop a little bit. And it's not directed towards you. You don't get that feeling. She's like, we we have, 
hit some dark days, my friends, and and you guys are all a product of that darkness. The Heralds of Summer's Return, their their job is to ultimately free Irisin, but I think we all agree that the winter spreading beyond Irisin is is works against that effort. And I think this is a situation in which we must make allies with those we don't necessarily agree with in order to keep that from happening. It's dark days, but that that can bring even some unlikely allies together. I know that this is probably not something that you have necessarily wanted to do, but you appear to have the strength. You you have, from what I have heard, you have been through a lot of stuff that even even the strongest individual might break. And and Abraxas has been nodding the whole time she's been saying that about, yes, we sometimes have to align. And and it's because of that that there is some interesting alignments that are happening. You guys arriving when you did could not have happened at a better time. Solvig, I want to tell you, I am not interested in allying with Baba Yaga. I think right now it serves a purpose. We are stuck under this Gaius, and I will see it through. It, it is serving the purpose of saving my world. But ultimately, I am against this evil, and so I, we have aligned goals, I assure you. Uh, I feel the same way as you do. I want to fight. If, if I want to fight Baba Yaga if I can. Um, and she, like, grips her wrist as she says that. I think... Maybe even she even feels something in her wrist as she says that, but she kind of moves past it. And um, because she really, truly still does believe that Baba Yaga is evil, but knows that there is there are moments where you have to ally with with people who are evil. Like, you know, uh, as you know, druids, we've normally aligned with the heralds. Uh, many of our number are amongst your ranks. And yes, the winter cannot spread past Erison. I will gladly put my life on the line to keep the evil contained, its evil magics. And although are we are ugh, not serving Baba Yaga, but I suppose serving her purpose, it, it only goes so far, as Manetta said. Ultimately, we- she is a force that must be stopped, but if... That is the will of the world to work with her to end this magics, then that is my goal. We were chosen without our own will involved. I want to assure you of that. She looks at all of you and go, my sisters and brothers, I, I think you all need to take heart that what you are doing is good. It might not feel it all the time. You might deal with some, some harshness, but in the end... What you are doing is what's best for justice, and justice must be served. And she raises her uh, mug of meat into the air. Justice! Odessa, like, uh, looks around for, does she have a mug of mead? Oh, Manette immediately has raised her. Yeah, no, she's up in the air, and she, like, probably, like, gets up on the table and is like, justice! And then she's like, yes! And then just chugs the whole thing of meat. And then everybody's going, justice, justice, justice. So her voice becomes almost booming. Like, it becomes very authoritative, and she's like, we are going to take down Elvana, and we are going to take back Irisin one day. Bye, be it, and I hope to do it in my lifetime. We will win the day. And everybody cheers. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I mean, so, huzzah! Uh, so when, when things settle down, she's like, have you ever heard of the Iron Guard? Is it a guard? Mm, no, can't say we have. Guards of iron. The Iron Guard were Baba Yaga's forces within White Throne uh, to keep the peace, to make sure that the, the witches were not getting out of hand or... You know, the queens were not trying to o- take over like they, ha- like Elvana has done now. When Elvana s- took her power, she targeted the Black Knights and the Iron Guard and took them out without notification. And they, many of them died that day. There's been a small resistance group left of them just waiting to strike. We have a tentative alliance because our, our goals have now become the same. Do you, uh, do you know what magics they Elvana used to take control. Baba Yaga has ruled this nation for centuries. What? Why now? We don't know why Baba Yaga never returned like she was supposed to, but we know Elvana has been working for decades, setting up the things to strike. And when she striked, she striked hard. She had made alliances with the wolves in the Howlings district and several fae and ice trolls and everyone around to basically come to a unified strike on the Iron Guard and the Knights of Baba Yaga. So we have made a tentative alliance with the Iron Guard and they they will be your key to being able to get to Baba Yaga's hut. Ringer goes, remember all the guards I pointed to you surrounding the forest? You would not be able to get in easily. But if the, the Iron Guard were to start a diversion somewhere across town and draw them away, that will be your opportunity to get into the Baba Yaga's hut. However, first, we are going to need some, something to happen. Ringer has uh, told me you guys saw the white dragon in the clock tower. Yeah, I saw that. That was singularly terrifying. I think you can take. I think you will be able to take that dragon out. Oh, and if is you that can, right? What? Oh, oh no! All right. I think you're well, putting a lot more stake in the quote-unquote murder stick than perhaps you should. Is there any way we can just get the hut and get gone without? taken out the dragon. Uh, unfortunately, the forces are too dense in the forest. Otherwise, you need the Iron Guard's diversion. The, dra- <laughs> the dragon, while scary, is young and is vulnerable. The tower, however, has also become a fort for ice trolls. But if you are able to create the diversion by taking out the dragon, we will be able to get you to the hut. Okay, so we're going to kill the dragon and then go to the hut? Yes. That sounds like a whole lot of nope, but all right. Oh, what choice do we have? This just keeps getting more and more exciting. <laughs> I mean, we are going to have to do some there's shopping a, before we can there's do this that. Really, you know, ancient wisdom saying that we used to say in the brothel that I worked with that really is uh, coming to my mind right now, and, it, and it's just smoke them if you got them. <laughs> <laughs> And then she like looks at you guys. It's funny. Come on. Minette has <laughs> laughed. Was, uh, that was Minette's <laughs> laugh. That was, I know. Was, thinking of, that was both. I was thinking of smoked salmon. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. Smoked so salmon good. does sound really good. Mm. Because of the winter guard, Elvana's troops, uh, it will take us a couple of days to make arrangements. So you will have some time to get the gear you need. And um, you should be able to get most sides of the city without too much trouble as long as you keep a low profile so yeah that's where we stand oh, good all stuff. right 
Well. <laughs> the Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic oh, Pods production. So surprised. We hope, we hope you enjoyed the show. If you can't... I just keep wondering if Pippa's drinking like a halfling-sized thing of meat or if they gave her like... Or do they even have halfling sizes? Does it come in this regular size? Because if it comes in the big regular size, she's like tipped it down on the table and is just guzzling she it got a straw. She got a straw. Uh, she has a straw. <laughs> it's one of those like straws within the straws that it goes down and like down to her. Uh, if you can't get enough of us and want to join the FWP community, you can do so by following us on Twitter at Fantastic Pods, checking out how strong our meme game is at Fantastic Worlds Pods on Instagram, or chatting with us on Discord. I am Dustin Alexander, your game dad master. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Abby, and I play Pippa, and you can find me at Bonance Famine. Uh, this is Angel, your favorite werewolf handler. Uh, you can reach me at Espinoza916. Oh, yeah, he do. He, he handles them real good. Just <laughs> handsy werewolves. Uh, <laughs> this is Kay, and... I make things really inappropriate mm-hmm. all the time, and you can reach me at She's Lady Macbeth. And this is Jess. You can find me at Hank the Clank on Instagram and Twitter. Hi. Theme song is composed and played by Amy Hankinson. Thank you, Sirenscape, for the use of your sound effects and music. Thank you to everyone who has been giving us reviews on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Stitcher. We hope you enjoyed the show, and if you do so, do us a favor and help spread the word to your friends and family you think might enjoy the show as well. Till next, till next week. Till next week. Till next, next week. Till next week. I hope you have many fantastic adventures. Amy, Dude. we never talk about it. But you created a bop and a jam. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Amy's theme song. Epic. Sometimes I'll epic. be sitting around and I'm like, I'll just be like, mm, like humming it, like humming our theme song. <laughs> if I'm driving and listening to the podcast, I always jam out. I'll be like, I love you guys. As you're doing so, Ringer begins to tell you about Throne Ho. Throne begins to tell Throne Ho. Throne Ho. Elvada, you Throne Ho. Well, that's uh, what I'm calling her now. So, yep. <laughs> Cannon.